yeah so um it's gonna just be me saying like hey you know guys welcome to the show um <laughs> the show is called objectively incorrect yeah why am i so thirsty sometimes i know exactly what you're going to say every single month your bank account is overdrawn the world is a business a husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed walking around blindly with dead eyes following orders not knowing what they do not caring if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. No, 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 wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. Alright, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, midday, whatever you are, wherever you are, whenever you are. Welcome to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith, and I am joined with... The beautiful, the talented Latoya Rose. What an introduction. <laughs> you have to give people a good introduction, especially when they're doing a lot of good things. Um, you tend to have to give them a really good introduction. So, Talia, what's up? How are you? I am doing well. You're doing really well? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Talia is a guidance counselor yes. um, who really handles your kids when you are completely working and you don't have any enough, time, enough time for them. And she will tell you... <laughs> That you're supposed to have <laughs> enough time with these kids. Because there's only one thing a child needs. Yeah, there's about a hundred things a child needs. <laughs> but let's just start off with saying support yes. and encouragement and time. time. Like that's one thing that ch- children, they need time. That is true. All right. Well, Toya, we're going to be talking about um, the future of education. Mm-hmm. And is our current system even adequate for training these kids to go into the technological world? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that should tell you where we are. That should say where we are. Huh. Let's, see, let's see what happens. So usually what we start, we do our show, we start it with um, fact or fiction. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do, we're going to say five statements. Okay. And you're going to say if it's fact. Oh, fiction. Whether or I think it's, it's fact or fiction. Whether you think it's fact or fiction. Okay. There are no wrong answers, but there are wrong answers. <laughs> so you could choose the wrong thing, all right? Okay. But at the end of it, <laughs> you will know. If it was really fact or fiction. All right, let's go. All right, so let's do this. So the first one. Just like fingerprints, everyone has a unique tongue print. Fact Ooh. or fiction. We just start the ball rolling I real tough. I never even thought about that. Fact. You think it's a fact? Yes. And it is. <laughs> yes, just like the iris in your eyes, your footprint and your ears, everyone is unique. Okay. So everything. So even your ears, like I didn't even know that. Like your ears mm-hmm. are unique to you. To you, like it, it, there's nobody else that has your ear print. You, you know, I saw somebody recently, and I looked at their ear, and then I was touching mine. I was like, my ear does not have that. <laughs> my ear doesn't curve around to the back like that. That's weird. All right, all right. So let's go to number two. So far, Taya, you are batting one hundred. Okay. You are absolutely correct so far. All right. All right? So the second one. Chameleons change color to blend in with their environment. True. Fact. Wait. Or is it fact? It's fact. It's not true. (laughs) It's actually fiction. (laughs) They change their color to reflect their moods. What? Yes. Imagine that. Like, I used to think that it was a defense mechanism. I thought so too. It's really not. It's actually their moods. Their moods? Their moods. Happy, sad, satiated, I guess, in the mood for more than just, mm, you know, being in the mood. 
Yeah. That's interesting. It's quite it's quite interesting. All right. <laughs> so number three. So so far we're one on one. Mm-hmm. As I just said, but our previous guest was this way too. Let's see if you're gonna take a different <laughs> route to him. Okay, but let's go. Okay, so number three. The largest living animal on the planet, the blue whale, can swallow a whole cow. The largest living animal on the planet, the blue whale, can swallow a whole cow. And I must add that the blue whale is the biggest animal that has ever lived in terms of size. Wow, the thought that anything could swallow a whole cow. A whole cow. Um, Especially seeing that the eyes are like big as your head. Your head. Um, Do you think it's possible? Is it fact, fact? or is it fiction? <laughs> is it fact or fiction? Fact. It is fiction. <laughs> the biggest animal on the planet, uh-huh. the maximum that its mouth could open to is just to open for a grapefruit. Like a grapefruit is the biggest thing that a blue whale could swallow. That's interesting. And it has to do, I think it has to do with their throat. Their throat, the, 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 the lining of their throat is really small. Oh, okay. So they don't have, they don't have, you know, like if you get swallowed up, which you really can't, can't, <laughs> you won't go down their throat. Okay. And they, te- they don't have like hard teeth. It's like this kind of fingernaily thing that'll strain the water out. Oh. So it's like the process is to taking as much water as possible. Okay. And then push the water back up but leave the krill the little the, some tiny little things that they have to eat hundreds of pounds over there okay that's, that's their diet it's very it's weird it's weird mm-hmm. all right so unfortunately you are yeah. too in the negatives mm-hmm. but let's go to number four we only use 10 percent of our brain fact fact or fiction fact you, you said that like so it's so much like <laughs> It's like, I'm confident this is fact. <laughs> it has to be fact. Is it not? It's a complete lie. <laughs> Most of our brain works at full capacity, even when we are sleeping. Well, I know that the brain works while we are sleeping, yes. You know where we got that 10% thing from? Where? Like, in the olden days when they were doing the experiments, they would cut off pieces of the brain and mm. realize people would still be alive. Oh, okay. So they, they, they <laughs> did that enough oh. times to realize, well, you know, 10% of the brain seems to be enough to have a functioning human being. And that's a functioning with like inverted, like, you know. Yes. Yeah, because it's, you don't really have a full functioning human being at 10%. Sure. But yes, we use, we use mostly what? the full capacity. Right? Tyler, you, you're three on one. You, you, you're down yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go. Number five. The record for the longest musical performance in history is 17 years and is still ongoing. Really? Is it fact or is it fiction? Fiction. It's fiction? It's actually fact. Tell <laughs> her we catch you. Yes. Yes, we did. We caught, we caught her. She's, she's batting. No, she's not bad. So the, the longest musical performance in history is currently taking place in a church, um, in the church of St. Bacardi in Halberstadt, Germany. Mm-hmm. The performance of John Cage's organ, ASLSP, as slow as possible, um, started on September 5th, 2001, and is set to finish in 2,640. Oh. Um, the last time the note changed was October 2013, and the next change isn't due until 2020. Okay. So they're really just holding out a long note. I don't know. Does that even qualify as a... Uh, that, that don't feel like it qualifies <laughs> as a performance. I know. Playing one note every yeah. seven years. Mm. And it's been going for 17 years. 
well, it's been going for 16 years and, and some months. Okay. Close enough to 17 years. All right. <laughs> you learn something new every day. You do, especially mm-hmm. on uh, objectively incorrect. Um, okay, so we're going to give you a bonus question, a bonus statement. And if you get <laughs> this, is all or nothing. <laughs> okay. It's all or, or nothing. nothing. Are right. you ready? I am. All right, let's do this. All right. Light doesn't necessarily, necessarily travel at light speed. Hmm. Light doesn't necessarily travel at the speed of light. Fact or fiction? Fact. It is entire. <laughs> Tyre is going to win this segment. Yes, they have actually slowed down light. The slowest ever recorded light was moving at 38 miles an hour. It, it's, it's interesting, especially thinking that light from the moon travels to the earth in two seconds. I, I can't even fathom that. You know, two seconds. Two. Yes, so Taya, yes, it's actually fact and you're actually absolutely right. Correct. <laughs> All right. So Taya, I went to school in 1998 and I remember yeah. in 1999 witnessing one of the worst corporal punishments like I've ever waked like it was horrible Mm -hmm. like my guy had a ruler and just held the young man by his hand and was beating him and ringing him around on the ground like and wouldn't stop I I counted at least 12 lashes but it might have been more and that's that's when I think as a child you notice Mm -hmm. like there's something there's something inherently wrong with this you you know I, I think that was the breaking point for me there's something there's something inherently wrong with this the the reason I'm saying that is because it's obvious that he beat this child out of frustration. Yes. And he beat him out of frustration and it made no difference to the guy. All the little, all the boy learned was that, hey, you know, the one with the bigger stick and the one with the, the, mm-hmm. the, the stronger one is the one who wins. I mean, he ended up gang violence and so on. Yeah. He took his life, whatever. Not whatever, but he took his life eventually. And we all knew he was going down that path. Yeah. So I'm asking you now, what, what, what are the effects of corporal punishment? Are they good, bad? What 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 do you gather from it? Well, I would say I was um I was beaten at home at school. I didn't turn out bad. <laughs> I didn't turn out. I think you need to understand that there's a difference between punishment and discipline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the um, when you're um punishing, it's basically like the most basic definition is that you want to inflict pain. Okay. Punishment is inflicting pain. Right? Uh-huh. Um, like some kind of pain. Mm-hmm. Discipline, when you're disciplining somebody, you want them to learn something. Okay. So then it means then that you want to get them to understand that the behavior that they're displaying is inappropriate mm-hmm. and to teach um, like appropriate behavior. Okay. That's what you want. Uh-huh. Um, so there's that difference. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so um if you're going to beat a child like that much of course you see that and you know that it's excessive, it's excessive. and mm-hmm. nobody would want that right. for because that's children. punishment it's in the, it's in that realm yeah mm-hmm. you know it's you know it's excessive and what's not i remember when i was in high school mm-hmm. my principal i went to sandy point high good old and for the people who went to sandy point high well some of us don't know what sandy point high is it's, it's now charles e mills Mill secondary school sandy point high. um sandy point high uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was sandy point high then and um mr hodge I our now yes. permanent um secretary, secretary of education was um my principal 
and he firmly believed in you know sparing the rod spoiling the child <laughs> he gave them an extra dose just in case spoiling, um you know he has a reputation and um i remember we whenever um report cheese came out mm-hmm. you know when max sheet and termax came around you knew that at some point in time the principal was coming to your class because you know you had you know that break you know if you're doing a certain amount of subjects let's say you're doing 10 subjects uh-huh, uh-huh. if you um pass say less than six then you would get lashes wow right you would get less you would get lashes and so you always knew that at some point in time he will after come. Mark sheet just like the grim yes. <laughs> the and principal so. will be coming uh-huh. to your class uh-huh. with the you know the big <laughs> map and, and he calling out the names calling out the names and and it went i think if you it went like um if you failed let's say we're dealing with this the 10 so let's say you you failed um you only passed five uh-huh. let's say you would start with two lashes uh-huh. and four what like <laughs> what, what? So- you know something he had a thing boy what it was it was a kind of cutoff point now uh-huh. you may start with one and then the person will get two or whatever but there was uh-huh. like a cutoff point and what's that it wasn't like excessive mm-hmm. and uh, you knew that he was coming and uh, you you know you would be in the middle of your session and he would just show up at the door Latoya Rouse <laughs> seeing and poor subjects here and everybody like your heart would you just not, stop you would like you could cut the tension with a knife like in the class and even when you're not getting lashes like you're, you're like still. you're frightened like he might just call on you just to make an example you're frightened at I like I don't think there was anybody laughing. No. Like uh, uh-huh. even if you listen, if you wanted to laugh, you know to hold it in because you will get licks. Your heart would laugh. Your like, would beat you yes. if you. Uh, yes. No, like this is right. the amount of stories. <laughs> and then so, but then that the thing is that um, nobody wanted to get lashes right nobody wanted to get lashes so it motivated like most people to do well especially like when you were in like the mainstream classes you're mm-hmm. in a mainstream class you're in the a, a one like the top class yes you know you're in an a1 class and uh, you know miss Hard was very much about like doing well and uh, what can we do to make sure that our students, you do know, well. are being, could, uh, you know, are he successful. had muscles, so he could be <laughs> a successful and whatnot. So, but yes, I'm telling you, like nobody, and to me it was more, it was a way to like motivate, motivate. um people, and was not because they didn't want lashes, but I could, <laughs> I know for some, but it's the weirdest thing because my experience like with corporal punishment like i never like in school i never got a lot of lashes i could actually recall only two experiences throughout my high school career where i actually got licks licks. right um and uh, from the principal just two but uh, it was minimal yeah it was it was minimal i mean you nobody likes it Nobody I, likes it, but um, I have thoughts. I, I think I think I have thoughts. Um, do I agree, corporal punishment? Uh, do I disagree? Not when it's excessive. I, I think I think what you said earlier resonates well with me. There's a difference between punishment, punishment and, and discipline. discipline. And sometimes, if you're going to default on one mode of discipline mm-hmm. all the time, I think there's a problem with that. Yeah. Like if I I have okay, so I'm intellectually um 
unsound or I have problems with retaining challenged. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you so much. So Tara, the psychologist, thank you so much. I'm not a psychologist. I'm, you're not a psychologist. The guidance counselor, thank you so much for correcting me. But yes, intellectually challenged. Mm-hmm. Because we do have um, I, I hate to use the word remedial because I feel like it has some real serious negative connotations. Yeah. And it's just that we're not tapping into the genius mm-hmm. in some people. But if I am not scholastically um, mm-hmm. if I'm not scholastically well off for mm-hmm. lack, lack of better words and you beat me mm-hmm. even if I mean you don't know my, my value of effort you don't know yeah. if I'm putting in my very best here but, but, but I'm still getting lashes Does, could it be that with this same with this same um, belt yeah. that is used to encourage some mm-hmm. it could be dissuading and discouraging others yeah, yes um, that is yes um, because I think you have to use this question. You have to use this question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also means that as a teacher, as a classroom teacher, um, you're supposed to be conferring with the principal. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so and so. Yeah, this is, you know, the child's challenges and what's that and what's that and what's mm-hmm. that. Um, we have children in our schools who you know who have who are dyslexic and what's not and we don't necessarily have the tools to deal with them <laughs> to, to help them yeah adequately. to you know help them adequately throughout you know you know the process the academic process and what's not so um and you, they tend to get left behind yeah sometimes. you have to <laughs> um keep that you know in those things in mind right. you must you must use this question. You should know um, the children. Like, um, I know um, a principal who said to me that when he was a teacher, mm-hmm. that um, you know his class there was never one. Um, what do we call it? Um, one scholar. Sixty percent. Or there was never like a, a pass mark. Yeah, there was never one pass pass mark. Some people would have. You know, in his class, mm-hmm. he gave them because after you, you know, you're teaching a class, you're learning your students, okay. you know, the ability, it's a mixed ability class, mm-hmm. right? You know, the ability. And he said that they all, they had different like um, pass marks and he would say to one child, your pass mark is 50% uh-huh. and then another child, it's 80 uh-huh. and what's not. And then... That is very interesting. Mm-hmm, when they get to that point, mm-hmm. you know, now they're meeting like the 50% and what's not. He said, well, now your, your pass mark is 55%. Okay, so yeah. as they grow, yeah, he's going to elevate. He's going to elevate the pass yeah. mark. Yeah. Will that... <laughs> and then, but then... That is interesting because then yeah. that's personalized learning. That yes. is That is... That is at its best... But I understand who you are mm-hmm. and I want the best of you, but I don't want to discourage you into thinking that, okay, 80% is where you, you, you yeah. are because you really are 30. I want to get it to 50, 50 yeah. and then maybe I could get it to 60 and then yes. maybe I could get it to 70. Because, you know, every child learns differently, you know, and uh, um, the, the way the, the mind works, mm-hmm. you know, is different. Some children take longer to actually get a, a concept uh, yeah to grasp you know it. to grasp a concept and um so he you know he he even talk about that he would in terms of where they sat mm-hmm. you know he always put um at, at one desk 
he had you know the children who were getting higher grades with children with low grades oh okay you know to kind of share the knowledge she, around yes. and and mm-hmm. yes and what it's like that. internal tutoring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and he taught grade six Wow. You know, he taught um, grade six, and you, he he recognized that his children had different abilities. And um, as a teacher, actually, I mean, even in teacher ed, mm-hmm. when you are, you know, putting your lesson plan together, you have to cater to the different learning styles. True. Mm-hmm. You have to cater to the different learning styles. So um, um, an effective teacher uh-huh. would consider that. True. That they have uh, children who are visual, auditory, auditory learners who are kinesthetic, mm-hmm. and what's not. So you need to. But then let me ask you this because uh, again we digging deep and we get into <laughs> where we want to be. Are we doing an adequate job mm-hmm. of shifting or molding the curriculum mm. to fit the different patterns and different styles of learning? Well. Um, well, um, that's the thing. To address that, we have to talk about um, education mm-hmm. itself as the ministry, as opposed to the teachers. Okay. Because mm-hmm. remember, you, the teacher, the teachers get the curriculum. Yes, they do they, get. They get a curriculum. They get mm-hmm. a curriculum. We have to teach this, this, and that. Yes, mm-hmm. they get a curriculum. Uh-huh. So now we get into, um, you know, we are the ministry of education comes, comes in, in. Uh-huh. and uh, honestly. No, I don't think <laughs> you that. You don't see it? Um, I don't see You know why? Because um, research shows that um, an effective curriculum has STEM programs. STEM, what's that? Science, technology, um, engineering, mathematics. Okay. As well as um, the humanities and liberal arts. Okay. So, you know, humanities, so. history, mm-hmm. um, literature, you know, English, mm-hmm. and so and. Um, liberal, and liberal arts, arts, which is like arts and art, craft, um, arts and craft, singing, music, music mm-hmm. drama, theater, uh-huh. you know, different kind of things, whether mm-hmm. it's like culturally based, um, you know, drumming, Pan, whatever uh-huh. it is, yes, whether it's culturally based and what's not. Uh, and if we look at our curriculum, it's not set up that way. Oh man, Are we, okay, I'm liberal gonna share. arts is very lacking, li- yes, anything in is, our curriculum, and it's funny, it's funny because when I was in second farm, I think going to third farm, and technology, and technology, yeah, we're gonna get into that because yeah. I have a lot of points <laughs> to bounce off for you. We're gonna get there, I promise you that, right? But I feel like when I was in second, third farm, I mm-hmm. felt like the stem, the stem, what you just, what you just described. There was so much effort. effort yes. like, I think 90% of what yes. we did was that. And then they just chucked in like, a, mm-hmm. well, you could choose panel art. Yeah. And then that's the thing. I remember at my school, mm-hmm. I remember very clearly, my class begged for steel pen. Really? Yeah. Wow. We, um, because, like you know, at beg for Bastia High, you know, that they played pan. Yes, they did. And, mm. you know, and that was something that they, they were doing and for they a lot of pride. years. Yes, they held yes. the pride too. Mm. And um, so they had pan and we were like, you know, we would like to play pan too. You know, I was like, bring pan, bring pan, bring pan. And we were begging for pan. We wanted to learn to play the steel pan. And they did. They you did know, they bought it. pan. But then when they bought pan, only the remedial students could play pan. Yes, that that is exactly what happened. There's, I thought we got it for one year. Wh- how uh, I received it <laughs> was that was that um they feel that how I received it 
was that all oh, y'all are in y'all are mainstream students y'all should focus on academics like <laughs> you know and you. so um the remedial students aren't academically inclined so, so let's this. give them that i don't think it's fair and it's un it's very unfair we were so disappointed because we wanted to learn pan it's a different type of education but it's education, it's education nonetheless. nonetheless yes and you it know, adds so much to your life yes and then that's the thing, like, the reason why I feel like, you know, and we so sure that you need all those things is because you need a balance. Yeah. You need a mm-hmm. balance. You need creative expression. Yes. Yeah. Because when I was at Again, UVI. Again, very excited, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> when I was at UVI, right, uh-huh. um, one of my jobs at UVI, my first job at UVI, I graded creative tests. You graded creative tests. Creative mm-hmm. tests. Um, there was this um, research group who was testing creativity among um, university students at the University of the Virgin Islands. Oh, really? Mm. Right? And it was, I think it was like the first year students? Mm-hmm. Like freshmen. 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 Mm-hmm. They were looking at freshmen. And I graded university tests. Mm-hmm. And before we you know graded we had to learn to you know grade the test uh-huh. so basically we did the test <laughs> oh so you did it first. we did mm. it first and then we went through the whole grading scheme and what's not mm. and even amongst us just a small group of people who were grading who were supposed to be grading we realized that um we scored very low oh you you guys did yes uh-huh. we scored very low even the the small group of us who were training mm-hmm. we scored very low and it had like you know for let's say it would give you like an incomplete like drawing uh-huh. or it would be just like lines or uh-huh. circles uh-huh. and you had to look at it and create something from use it. from it uh-huh. using them using you know what the, was given what was given you had to create something and then in the test it's like if the person, let's say, if the person, um, if the person drew a house, mm-hmm. they could only receive one point because those are the expected things. Exactly. You know, creativity. You're looking for something, something outside, outside the of the box. box mm-hmm. right? Literally outside yes. the house box. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, we scored very low. And what they found as what well, you know, as we were grading, you know, the different tests and what's that that. They were scoring low, but then when we mind we saw they gave us uh, <laughs> they gave us examples of what children did, like uh-huh. in in primary schools, uh-huh. what children did, and we were flabbergasted by the things that they were able to come up with. We wow. were flabbergasted, and they score like their scores were off the, the charts. charts, right? And because they basically found that as you get older you lose you lose are you get trained out of it yeah and that is the thing that mm. you get trained out of, of being it's, creative. it's almost like it's beat is beaten out of you it is. as if like get serious you play too much i hear that a lot yeah within schools or you, the, you know in schools they're still yeah. saying, mm-hmm. you know they play so much they, and what's and that they, they, they always they, play studies, you know they're not, they're not studying and what's that they play so much i'm like oh they, they don't play enough they're kids. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? It's true. And this, like is from you, this is from you in a primary school yes. level. We yes. are, you, you would think that playing would be, hey, this is a template. Listen. Before listen. we beat out the play out of you when you reach to high school. I know a teacher. I'm not going to name names. I'm not a teacher uh-huh. who at the grade six level 
you know, you get two break times. There's a break time and a um, and a lunch time uh-huh. in primary school. Two mm-hmm. breaks. So the morning and the afternoon, the afternoon break. And he would literally keep his children inside the class for afternoon break. Right? And so wait, wait, wait. So are we? Um, am I on the right level? You have a recess in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you have lunch, and then you have a recess, recess in, the in the afternoon. afternoon Two uh-huh. fifty. Mm-hmm. Right? And he wouldn't let out um the his students. His students. His grade six. To He's I'm, a kidnapper. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if he did it with us. I can't recall. But he wouldn't let them out for um for break for, for the, the afternoon, afternoon break. break. Why was his like, reason? You know, his reason is that you know he's preparing them for high school and what's that and stuff. I'm like, let the children them go to play. When they get to high school, they're gonna have to stop it. Yeah, like, true. Let them get as much like, now as get possible. Get as much now as possible. You uh-huh. understand? Like, leave the children. Let they do. Let let them play and what's that. You need playtime. Mm-hmm. Because children need to distress, and not only that, <laughs> but then look at the social aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. We don't ever count the fact that children learn to be we, adults from the playground. Yeah, then learn they to learn how to, to um, they learn problem solving, exactly, um, conflict resolution, resolution on the playground. On the playground, because then it's like think about think of it as like it's the avenue where they get to. Um, act out the things that you've taught it's true it's true that's yeah, the testing they, yes where they get to act out the things that you have taught so for example you know you're talking about um being um empathetic or mm. considerate of each other or something Exercising as simple as forgiveness. Yeah, yeah being friendly yeah, yeah. like being, being nice yeah you know just being nice being friendly and what's not and you look at them out on the playground and you realize that they're mean to like uh, different children and what's that you see that is where you actually see whether they have actually learned mm-hmm. the things these that skills. you know these things these life Do skills we, that you've taught do we as 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 not not just parents but let's go to the teachers because the teachers mm. aside say you guys spend more hours in the daytime with them <laughs> most times um do you use do, do 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 teachers use that recess that lunch period to observe these kids to see where the their characteristic like where where the where the character is not not necessarily but why not no, because do you, you realize what you just also, said you must understand that it's also break time for the teachers but then the thing is it's lunch time for the teachers man also. i think i think that i i, I don't understand what you're saying because mm. teachers teachers need break too mm. right because kids dealing with children mm. an ecosystem a class is an ecosystem yes right and managing that ecosystem is is tough it's very tough it's really tough and especially when people are telling you that it okay maybe you're too aggressive exactly you gotta treat every child as if they are individual child because they are which is taxing yeah it's hard it's tough but when these children leave from under your rule mm-hmm. because in the classroom i guess they would have to submit to certain rules yeah. and have to do certain things yeah they can't, like, like different expectations exactly. yeah you know you have certain when you put them out yeah into recess or you put them out into lunch time for uh, them to play i think that is the time even if you're gonna set up a you camera think, i think you know norm- i think you normally see although um you know there's not necessarily somebody they're supervising mm-hmm. there are times when you see like you know in passing and what's that you would see you, you know things. what's happening mm-hmm. i want that but and then the children come to make a lot of coffee <laughs> <laughs> about other students or? yes <laughs> you know and when that, yeah they come to make a lot of um, complaints. And this is but primary school see, children, right? Yeah, it's primary school. 
you would you would see like we have a you know we have I would tell people that um you know our children are very like really sweet uh-huh. you know really sweet children and stuff like that you know at one school in particular I won't name names I love all my schools. I don't you love all, you right? don't have to we don't, we're in not one school you. in particular I remember when um I was like oh my gosh these are some of the nicest children. children. I have had the pleasure of like meeting, meeting. Mm-hmm. like really, really Sweet. nice children, and the thing is that some it's you know sometimes a few. Uh-huh. Although um, as time goes by, <laughs> it's, it's getting more normal. and more children mm-hmm. who you know would be like mean spirited and what's that, you know. But mm-hmm. I could I go on? Out, out mm-hmm. man said the children are a reflection of um, the struggles of the parents. Yes, a lot of times they are like most times. So if if we're going through like I mean this is this is just a, a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. If saying is had to go through like an economic downturn mm-hmm. and we had more parents who were out of work or whatever, yeah. that stress level. Yeah. That's gonna be reflected in the kids. Yes, it, it's it's um passed on because I mean children we you know, we have this thing, especially in our, like, society, you know, mm-hmm. children are supposed to be children and what's not, and you don't ask questions or you don't display, so, you know, and I get it to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I get it to a certain point, but children can see. They can. They see yeah. that things are, like, um, happening. And because, like, children are not by nature, like, malicious and what's not, they're so open mm-hmm. and they're so sensitive. They're very sensitive to what's, like, happening, you know, so around them. Um, my little um, goddaughter, mm-hmm. one of my goddaughters, the youngest one, mm-hmm. you know her. Uh-huh, no. mm-hmm. And what's that? She, you know, like, if, like, she knows, like, if you're down. Really? Yes. She knows if you're down. So emotional, inte- yes, emotional they have intelligence. Emotional intelligence. They may not be able to express it mm-hmm. in a way that adults can, mm-hmm. but they have emotional intelligence and they know that something is wrong. wrong. They know that um, the energy is off, like at home, and they would say to you, like, you know, like, you know, I'm worried about my mom. Or I'm worried about my dad. What? Yes, they would say things like that. Like um, one of my students, you know, um, she lost her sister her sister died and even through um like the process of like talking and what's that she's like you know you know i'm really worried about my mother mm-hmm. you know i'm really worried about oh, my wow. mother like i don't want this know, child she's in grade five grade five which grade would five be like now. 10 11 yeah uh-huh. 10 10 yeah so she's like you know i'm really yeah 10 11. she's like i'm really worried about my mother um you know you know she's really sad you know and things like that and um you know like she's like you know when you ask like well are you all talking mm-hmm. you know about you know everything and what's that and you know you know children would say like yes but you know i know that it makes us sad and there are a lot of children who wow. don't want although they want to talk and we forget that a lot of times we forget the children in the matter true we do and it's everything the focus is on the you adults. know the adults mm-hmm. And they would want to talk about the loved one who has passed, 
but they would say when I bring it up, like it makes mommy um, sad. sad. So I don't. I don't want to do it, but they want to talk about it. Wow. So they have to internalize all these things that they're feeling, uh-huh. right? And they never get um, a chance to really a chance vent, to or like really vent, or and stuff. So you know, as guidance counselors, you have you to know, make yourself available. We, you know, we want to create that safe space. But you know, those where children feel comfortable. But then the thing is, those kids, those kids, at least they're making an attempt to, to get to you. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you deal with children who are not really, like, you know, because uh, sometimes open. people, yeah, they're not open and they're not, they're not, they might be holding on mm-hmm. to some serious trauma, mm-hmm. but they're not expressing it in a way yeah. that you could really Pin- yeah, pinpoint and yeah. understand this is where the problem is coming from. Yeah. Um, the thing is that, um, in my experience, because I'm working in a primary school, mm-hmm. that does not happen often. It doesn't? So even kids who are bullies? Children, children like young children, mm-hmm. like primary school age children, mm-hmm. are very open, like by nature. All they need to know is that somebody like really care. Oh, like, and that's the thing, like you have to feel like they have to feel like okay this person actually want to know like this person actually want to know they care about how i feel they need a willing audience you know yes Uh and that oh like oh you really want me to say you know you know whatever and stuff and they it normally you know that maybe first session or whatever second session because it's new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and but shortly after like they, 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 they tell you everything and then before you know two hours yeah gone, you know you school. have to like focus them you know and refocus them and what's that and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um yeah but high school children are harder to crack because mm-hmm. teenagers are very suspicious of you Teenagers and your intentions are very, yes of your intentions and not only that but they are more like holder of secrets mm. because they a lot of children sometimes like teenagers care more about being judged mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they care more about being judged they have they're an very, ego yeah now. they're very suspicious uh-huh. and what's not and they hold like things very close, close to, to their best yeah you know like hold things very close to their best and what's not whereas is the diff is different with, with um primary school, primary school children they're more open. open and then there are those like you know especially after the first you know first session second session when am i coming back like when i could but come back every, doesn't doesn't it like it, it's funny that you said that because i've I never seen i've never thought of primary school kids to be that intelligent yeah, I, I'm sorry yeah. to, I'm sorry to discount I understand what you mean I, I, I usually think children are like oh I'm gonna play over here yeah. or I'm gonna play over here or daddy daddy why you want like, like I, I just always felt like it was that yappy yeah. yappy mm-hmm. thing not that it was it was coming from a place you know in yeah. their soul yes children especially like um, I think maybe it has to do with the ecosystem of of of, of, um, of high school too because mm-hmm. high school is judgmental by nature like you have no yeah. to create a reputation now yes. like in in primary school i can't remember ever feeling like i was challenged <laughs> to be myself you know what i mean yeah. if i was weird i was weird but when i yeah. reached to prim- high school now it's like okay this, this i could see definitely that there's a click over here yeah. that i might want to impress because then um at that point you know you're developing like a sense of identity mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. your peers um you know um what your peers think of you is, is actually important. more 
uppermost in your mind and even your parents true. true you know you th- you care more about what your peers think about you mm-hmm. and what's not and by nature we want to belong mm-hmm. you know you want to belong and what's that and so you're trying to navigate like who you are as a person we are fitting in this, in this, in this ecosystem as you said you know am I a lion fitting, or fitting, really? yes you know uh-huh. we are fitting and what's not and you just want to belong mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that it's normal right yes, it's true. very normal that's mm-hmm. that's just what we're going through mm-hmm. at that point in time, in time. you know so yeah, they have a whole lot to deal with. You know, they're dealing with a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, who I am as a person. Where do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Who with? I want to be around? Yeah. And then, like, and there's a there's a hierarchy. You friendships. Know? Oh yes. You know, and there's even you find that in primary school. So there's a lot of like relational bullying. Mm. We are like, you know, the people who uh, um. The people who and not necessarily that we have a, like a major bullying problem in our schools because we actually we don't. don't. We don't. That's we good. have. I mean, didn't know that. I thought we, we had have mean children. We have mean children. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of bullies. There's a difference. Like, is it rude, mean, or bullying? Like, there's a difference. So there are tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, bullying is continuous. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Bullying. Like today, um, I see me. I could see you on the playground. And I could tease you. Uh-huh. Like, maybe um, your shoes that you're wearing today, I don't like. And, like, maybe I tease you, I must not. And that's the end of it, and I move forward. Mm-hmm. Like, I was being mean. Mm-hmm. But bullying is we are constantly. And it's one child yes, to a specific child. Yeah, like. A specific cons- type of. Yeah, like, constantly you are teasing and daily. just belittling this child on a daily basis. And it creates a very hostile environment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, because bullying, it, the intention is to cause, like, harm uh-huh. to a person. Like, um... But being mean could just be a mood. Mm-hmm. Like, I exactly. don't feel good to them. Yeah. You're getting on my nerves. I don't yeah. Uh-huh. And I may think that it's funny. I mean, it may not be, but... And, think, and a lot of times what adults, like teachers or whoever may perceive as bullying, mm-hmm. however, may not. Like, necessary. it's necessary. It's like, especially you find this in like high school, it's just the dynamic. Uh-huh. Where, you know, you think about your friends mm-hmm. and you're all ragging each other uh-huh. and you're like, and you bring up certain things and you know that it's kind of nitpicking at somebody, you're kind of picking at somebody, but um, it's like, uh, you do it, I do it, uh-huh. and we don't take it as anything. No, we don't take it personally. And like, and yeah, we don't take it personally. Like, somebody on the outside may look at it and feel like, Oh, you're oh, being like, really mean. Yeah, that was savage. Really I think that's the word they use now. You're being very savage. Yeah. You're being savage. That was savage. Like, you know, like uh-huh. things like that. So you still have to... You have to differentiate. Yeah. And the thing is, when you said that, it, it makes me go back in the past. And I remember when I was in grade four. There was this young man. Um, I'm not gonna call his name because we live in a very small place, and he yes. probably, maybe he might listen to this one day. No names. No names. Um, but he was. I felt he was a bully. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like he used to pick on me often. But in retrospect, mm-hmm. maybe he wasn't a bully. <laughs> maybe he was just mean sometimes. Yeah. And then again, you know, as you get older, you start to see things not in a vacuum, but as this creates a reaction in this person and mm-hmm. this person acts this way because mm-hmm. of something else or they act that way because maybe they feel this is the way to defend themselves yeah. from harm. Maybe yeah. at home, you know, they used to be nice, sweet kids and somebody depressed them or stressed them out to yeah. a level that they say, you know what, I'm not going to be so accessible. And it, it could be like, let's say, for example, 
there's um, domestic abuse in the home. Yeah. And whenever it happens, this child come in school with all this anger, anger like in rage. them, uh-huh. and they just act out. They just act out. You know, they, they're mean to you, like, on this day. Mm-hmm. And what's that? It's not necessarily that, they're oh, bullying. I just want to hurt you and I want to hurt you every time that I see you. Yeah. I want to make you feel bad about yourself. But what and those causes that? What causes, what causes that level of persistent, like, bullying? pre- like preconceived bullying like and honestly and you know it happens like from like on like honestly when i was a teacher in high school because i taught high school mm-hmm. i kid you not i sweet there were some children i felt like used to go home and think what, what can, can i, I do, do to annoy miss Ostorm? oh no that's what you, i thought you were saying what could they do to annoy this fellow student no no it happens at that point like as a teacher uh-huh. like god i think has to judge teachers differently like you know <laughs> you know the right. kind of tolerance that it takes you know like it takes to be a teacher the type of patience like i was not to like you know what i'm the adult here so i'm, I'm going not to going remain. to react like in this manner and what's that and mm-hmm. so but you know back with the children in terms of bullying all it is how like how a child like how you perceive somebody like you know those children if you perceive a child as weak mm-hmm. and they won't be able to fight back then you it's easy target right they're easy target in their minds you know they're an easy target you know they're weak you know they probably won't do anything about it so i can get away get with, with it, it. Uh-huh. you know yeah i can get away with it and what's that a lot of times that are like if they perceive a child to be different mm-hmm. and different could mean different um you know a variety of things mm-hmm. Different in the sense that this child could have um, a disability. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And uh, they bully the child based on and that, that disability. disability. Difference could be that um, the, socialized the child comes from a family who oh. is affluent. Oh, okay. Right? And that, 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 is not, that, that affluence is not the common or the norm in yeah, that yeah, specific in, sphere. In, in that mm-hmm. specific space. Mm-hmm. And it... It comes. It could come from a place of like envy, mm-hmm. and it comes from um, Barbara, ba- Doct- um, Barbara Colorosa. Doctor Barbara Colorosa is um, a, a bullying specialist, mm-hmm. right? She's um, from the U.S. Mm-hmm. and she's a bullying specialist. And according to her, she's like a bully feels contempt. It's not it's like for the person that's strong. that um, they bully, they bully the victim, and that's a very very strong word. But you, when you think about the kind of atmosphere that bullying creates, it's very hostile. Mm-hmm. So I could understand where she think that it's like you feel contempt yeah. for that person. And let's look at somebody if you think that the person is affluent and it's not the norm in like you think, in, you know, in the in this sphere, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and what's that? And it comes from a place of envy. Mm. It comes from a place of contempt oh, that this person has Against um, things that I don't have. And therefore, and therefore that I'm vilifies upset. them. Yeah. So it's and almost it, like it's almost like the rage is 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 it's, justifiable. It's yeah. In, and it's not it's like and you understand that it's not the person like it's never the bullied person's fault you understand just what i talked about it has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. is it your fault that you were no, born no, into no, an no, affluent yes. family but then it's, it's almost <laughs> like i mean i'm tapering off a little bit here but it's almost like racism it's almost like i don't like you based on something yeah. that you cannot change, change yeah hmm. 
But I mean, and the contempt that are lies. bullied, like yeah, racially. like racially. That's yeah, what I'm it's, a, it's an extreme form. <sighs> but um, but yeah, you know, and if they they find you to be different in some, and it could simply be that, uh, you're a bookworm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a bookworm, or you're the one who do who who does um, you're the one who um have um you know the best grades in the class so you're outshining some yes field, in some sphere and like, watching now like yeah he always, yes he feel like love the that he always want to answer she always want to answer he feel he know everything yeah and what's that? like wow yes it happens i remember when i taught when i was teaching um there <laughs> was um a student yeah, um, she did um, better than the others, you mm-hmm. know, in the class, and it was a um, a top. It was a top class. Mm-hmm. All the children were doing well, uh-huh. but um, she was just edging. you know mm-hmm. edging them out sure, sure. and what's that? And like certain times, you would ask questions and things like that, and she would put up her hands. Like a lot of times, you know, like so, you know, a lot of children weren't you know, putting up their hands and what's that. Mm-hmm. She would put up her hands. That yeah. mm-hmm. And she would put up hands and she would answer questions and you would hear like one time you heard like these snide comments. She always feel like she know what's that. And like as a teacher you have to stop it like right, right away. Uh huh. Like as a teacher, you know, you have to stop it right away. I'm like, so why didn't you answer the question? Like, you know, uh-huh. like don't get on somebody's case because they're participating. They're participating. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be parti- participating in the lesson. Mm-hmm. And what's that and what's that? And I'm te- and they're thinking like, oh, she feels like she knows everything and what's that. But when I'm observing the child, mm-hmm. she doesn't just put up her hand. Like I'm kidding at. She would look around the class and see yeah, observe wow. See if anybody because she already know like how they like react to uh-huh. her uh-huh. like you know they make snide comments yeah she knows she knew that so she's she's so, aware. like she's aware and mm-hmm. because she doesn't want them to say anything to her like she would literally you know look around oh, the class man. observe and if nobody is answering the question then she put she would put up her hand yo but the thing is the long-term effects of something like that like imagine you are like you're in a you're in a board meeting or you're mm, in a meeting of yes. sorts and you have the answer yes. or you have a, a suggestion and because you felt so diminished yes. as a child you refuse to respond yeah i am thinking that we have a chronic problem with that you know in saying it's in especially for kitchens we like to talk or we like to converse about things serious yes. serious matters yeah behind doors like yes yes them they, they ain't even know. I think they should do this and that. But then when there's a board meeting, everybody's quiet. quiet. When there's a meeting to discuss an issue, nobody has anything to say. Yeah. But after, after the, the meeting, meeting is done, yes. when there's no more, there's no more, there's no more cards to be put yes. on the table. Then is when the answers just start flowing out of them. And then Why I think it like comes. That? I think it comes from. I think two things. Mm, let's see. One being that. Um, you don't feel that um, the persons would be receptive to your idea, uh-huh. right? So that's a lack of confidence. Is yeah, that yeah. You don't think it could a be lack, lack of, of confidence, or? or it could be just that you 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 do not think that the person would be receptive to the idea, and it could be that the person have shown mm-hmm. that they are not, um, you know, receptive to like ideas and what's that sometimes is that they don't feel sometimes lack of confidence mm-hmm. and sometimes you feel like oh well they're not going to do anything anyway so, so. <laughs> they won't they won't do anything anyway so it doesn't make any sense yeah so it's right? futile yeah and i think a lot of people feel like they're in their jobs like 
Why am I mm. making a suggestion? Like y'all ain't doing nothing different. You're gonna do what you want anyway. But then the the, the abs- I always say the absence of um participation is always going to is never going to change the course of anything. Yeah. So if you refuse to participate, then the course cannot change. True. So don't expect that it's going to change because people could read your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that. It's not like that. Tyre, I have a really serious question. I'm sorry yeah. to be a little off course here, but is our I mean looking at the world for what it is and where we are going because in the next 10 years we are going to have a technological wave that probably includes ai which is artificial intelligence yeah um let me introduce this the the question with like a little bit of a backstory when we were in school um i cannot remember having a cell phone till i was in like fifth farm uh Uh, not fifth farm when i was going to college college yeah me too right i didn't have a cell phone until i was in and the cell phone had cannot remember it having a calculator i don't know maybe it did but mm-hmm. i can't remember it having a cal- maybe it did maybe mm-hmm. it did um we had calculators in school yeah of course how useful is it for us to have like things like multiplication tables like you know when you had to go through your two plus two times two yeah. is four and you had to do your multiplication yes. in, 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 in in primary, primary school. school how useful is that skill now that we're surrounded by technology that could calculate this for us. But I think, but then. <laughs> I know it's a question. It's a question. That. <laughs> um, technology is good. It's great. It's excellent. And what's that? But I think it also has dumb us down. Of course. Of course right? And what's that? It's important for you to know mm-hmm. your multiplication tables. Right? I mean, that's something you should know. Like <laughs> when you go to. And you're just making like quick calculations. I want that you can't do that like in your head. But then suppose, but then suppose, and this is where this show gets interesting because I'm going to be very objective. Suppose in the next two years, the phone that you have, mm-hmm. you literally say, um, Siri, two plus two. Alexa, <laughs> um, I don't know, Google Assistant, whatever, the, whatever it is that, that, that is available. It might even be. Oh man, and Alexa just, just yes. But what I'm saying is, if we have these this AI, yeah, and we could literally just ask a question. Mm-hmm. Tell me five plus five. Tell me five times five. Tell me eight times eight. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the reasoning? What is the real reasoning for having that specific skill? To know. Just to know. So, it's, <laughs> so then it becomes a personal thing. The reason I'm asking no. this is because. When I was in primary school, I remember being grilled about it. Yeah. I wasn't, I don't think you I was. You had mentals. I had mentals. And I hated them. I hated them. I hated too. them. They made me nervous. Even for prime numbers. and so. They were horrible. Like, yeah. what prime, you always, what? You always <laughs> ask, like, when am I going to use these things? Exactly. But, I mean, but you do, like, Stephen, don't you? Yes. The thing <laughs> is, I do because I am, I am, I'm old school. So, I'm, I would be doing calculations in my mind. Mm generally for fun but then i always ask the question do i need to do these calculations you don't need to you have a calculator you don't need to i have a phone i have again you have a phone with a calculator you have alexa (laughs) (laughs) but um why why wouldn't you want to know how to okay but what if we have like um like a technology crash that's the thing how do but how do you manage and that is a big suppose it's weird. Um, is it that if I was a if I was a, a parent, and I had a child going to primary school, mm-hmm. are you saying that in our current system it's okay to send them with a Kindle? 
No. When they home, <sighs> when they at home, you know. <laughs> Tell your man, you're just hitting me in my face, man. I feel like children have phone. You know, children walk with phones and stuff like that to school. You know, I know kids who have iPhones. Yeah, you know, they walk with um their phones and, and, and so to and school. It. But you know, um, the phone should not be. The phone should be like off, like during class and what's that, and you, you know, during break time and what's that, you're able to check it and and stuff like that. So even. Even if you were to send, I think there's also like that security measure, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to like you know bringing your um your tablets and those type of things. Okay, there's in terms that, of what for theft reasons? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's that um also security measure. However, um, Branchy Welsh, mm-hmm. their principal, um, their present principal, yes, he bought tablets for um. Uh, was it just the kindergarten students at that time? I'm I'm not sure if they have already bought for like you know the other, different other classes, classes. Mm-hmm. right? Um, tablets for the children, mm-hmm. right? And uh, their their school property, mm-hmm. but um, they're used on the classroom because their um, he wanted to make sure that the whole block had access to Wi-Fi. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Yes, had it access to wi-fi so that um you know you could utilize technology on the class in the class mm-hmm. and you know on the class and so they bought um tablets what? tablets mm-hmm. you know for the students use what, so what became of those they have them in their oh, the still, still yeah they're okay. the, a school property they don't mm-hmm. get to go home with it but at least they they're trying to utilize the technology on the class and what's not and they would be able to like use them, to like, different games so um i think the idea was so that they would be able to download different um you know like games applications and, you know applications for the children to be able to, to use. use and what's not and, and like, effectively yeah. help them to learn because they learn easier that way. It's mm. sad to say that... You, you see the thing when I said that, um, you know, they're like, oh, they play too much. And I'm like, oh, they probably don't play enough. Yeah. You know, I was not... I think in primary school, we are getting away from... You is like... And this is what minimizes um, creativity. Mm. The fact that you think that learning is supposed to always be um, like, you know, so stiff for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. like rudimentary and children are supposed to sit in their places Mm -hmm. at all times listen listen yes and those type of things but people learn through play Mm -hmm. children learn through play Mm -hmm. if the classroom like there are times when i'm at the school Mm -hmm. and i'm like why is it so quiet (laughs) (laughs) Like, like dead like you they're in their classes, yes. Uh-huh. But I'm like, why is it so quiet? quiet yeah. Like, why is it so quiet? Why aren't you hearing, like, Anything. children and what's not? Like, you maybe you go down to, like, the infant section and you would hear in them clapping, clapping. Uh-huh. and singing and those type of things. And what's not? I kid you not. Like, if you were to go, if you go into, let's say, a grade four and what's that, and maybe, like, you start to sing a song, mm-hmm. either two things are going to happen. It's going to be like, what's going on? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> like, when you want us to sing, like, what is going on? 
Ah, uh, and they would be like their eyes would just so open up like, oh, oh we're going to sing, and they go, do yeah. it, and like they are loud, and they clap, and it, they, you know, the, they the sing face. lustily, their whole life, le- like everything, like brightens up. <laughs> brightens up. I remember I um for life skills like, um health and family life. Mm-hmm. I went on the class, and the topic was you know I am a star. Uh-huh. You know, I'm a star, and the opening was that we were going to sing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." Oh man! Uh-huh. And that is a song that you you learn like like, From like primary school. school. Uh-huh. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I was that, and before you hear these children, grade four singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," something different. Drumming on the death. I'm going on back. Yeah, uh-huh. carrying on singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." You know what, oh, man? You know what's funny? I I, I, I did um French and Spanish, not by choice. <laughs> um, not by choice. I only know two languages well, and that's English and bad English, right? <laughs> dialect. To, dialect. I know how to speak Kitishan, right? Yes. But I remember when I was in second, I think it was second farm. It was second farm. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happened in second farm, but let's just let's move away from that. I was in second farm and. I didn't learn anything in, in French. Like, I learned nothing. But for save one song. You know the song Alouette? Alouette, no. Gentil, yeah, Alouette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned a song in like one afternoon. That was the only thing that stayed with me. I am about, yeah, I'm, I'm old. But I'm saying that's the only thing that I remember to this mm. day. If somebody starts talking to me in French, I just start hawking up spit. <laughs> and I think maybe I'll say something to them, like maybe I don't know how to do this, right? Yeah. But really and truly, the only thing I know is that song. Yeah. Which means that the power of music, of music the power of media, art. the power of art, we don't tap into these powers Thank at you. all. The other day, there was a study, conversely, there was a study conducted, they were asking the question, why is it that so much Japanese children have... Um, assisted area like they have glasses or whatever the yeah. case is they were, they were seeing it almost on an ap- epidemic level oh, wow. so much glasses like children below the ages of 12 mm. glasses 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 why was that they found um as they did a study they found that what was happening is that the children were not being exposed to enough sunlight, sunlight. because they were like relegated to a screen they mm-hmm. were inside they were always it's yeah. very dumb stuff very very always indoors yeah. even when they, they go outside they're going outside and they're looking at a, a phone they're looking uh-huh. at a tablet and so on. they found that that maybe they're not saying it's the it's the cause but mm-hmm. there's a correlative because, effect yeah, it's correlation. a correlation between these children are getting enough sunshine these children in this village getting a lot of sunshine there's not a lot of children over here that have yeah. that have glasses but most of these children have glasses like i i remember asking uh my my sister asked this child he was at our house and she's like you just play sports she asked you she asked his children yeah <laughs> she asked but you just play sports he said yeah i just play football and basketball and so she's like well you just play football and but ba-. he said on my phone wow <laughs> i kid you not. on his phone on my phone She's like, I don't mean on your phone, you don't go out, like, side to play football and stuff like that. No, on his phone. Virtual reality. Virtual reality. On his phone. You know a movie you should check out? Check out 
Ready Player One. Ready Player One? Yeah, that's a, that's a movie. It's, it's in the theaters now. Um, by the time this comes out, it probably won't be in theaters anymore. But check it out. It's Ready Player One. It was directed by Steven Spielberg, the same guy who directed Jaws. Okay. Um, but it's generally about life in the w- virtual world. Well. Like, it's basically in a semi Armageddon. Um, the world is no is like a big junkyard now. Like yeah. people live in these trailer homes that are stacked up on top of one another, and their only relief is to put on these virtual reality glasses and go into this world called what is it called? Not the Haven. Is it called? The Oasis. Oh, okay. They're, they're called the World of the Oasis. And you could do a million things in this place. You could go rock climbing. You could go surfing. You could, And everybody has on these, these glasses. Yeah. So there was a scene in the movie specifically. I'm not giving away the plot line. Yeah. Just giving you the setup. But there was a scene in the movie where um, a lady was, was basically driving through this town. And if you look on both sides... Of, of, of the, the windscreen. All you're seeing are people on the side of the street in these virtual reality sh- glasses. Oh, wow. That's all they do. Eat, sleep, you know, go to the bathroom and put on and these, these virtual, virtual reality. reality. They glasses. live. They, they create their own virtual reality person. They mm-hmm. call themselves different names. Yeah. They, they interact with people only in the... Like, it's basically... They don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. If they want to go on vacation, they're just going to the oasis wow. and they just go to the sector that, that has the vacation that they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I looked at this movie and I said, this is where we're going. You know, after we've consumed everything, mm-hmm. after we've destroyed everything, then it's only left now to create your own <laughs> reality just to please the brain. And that would be such a shame. It would be such a shame indeed. But... I have a couple more things yeah. to actually, and then we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, and it's basically something that I wanted to share, especially about the AI thing. The education system that we have now is mm. extremely old. I think it's been around since colonialism days. Since, I mean, since they told us that we need to learn English in order to be uh, useful, um, we've had that colonial thought. Whereas I give you something, yeah. you memorize it. What to learning. That's what they call it? Mm-hmm. Rote? Rote learning. I've learned something today. So yeah. that rote learning scheme, I give you some information, you regurgitate it on a mm-hmm. test, and that's, that's the end of that. Right? How useful is that now that we're going into an age where most of us will not be able to get the jobs that we are used to? For example, um, the factory job, the factory jobs that we have now, automation yeah. is taking over wheel. The... They are making machines, computer AI, yeah. to do the jobs, jobs that we were doing for years. You yeah. could be a very skilled, um, say you were working in a, a construction plant, a, a yeah. plant for an automobile plant. Yeah. They're automating so much of the processes now that they don't need you anymore. True. And it's cheaper for them to make this machine mm-hmm. and let it work because 24-7 exactly. forever. It may be expensive initially, but over time, over time more money. they will save a lot of money mm-hmm. on this manpower. Mm-hmm. They'll save more money. Why are we still in the same system when in the next 15, 20 years, the jobs that we're preparing these children mm-hmm. to do will be obsolete that is why we need to stop killing creativity exactly that is why we need to stop um killing creativity because um at one of my schools they recently had their stem fair Mm -hmm. right 
they had their STEM fair, and they, I was so impressed. Like you know, with the things that you know they came up with and what's that. But there was one child in particular. Mm-hmm. She had her own station. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna I'm going to plug I'm going to plug your business, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. <laughs> her business is called. Um, Divine's Cosmetics. Divine's Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Divine's Cosmetics. Divine's Cosmetics. We said it four times, so that's a four plus. Yes. All right. And um, she, for her presentation, she made lipstick. She made lipstick? Yeah. She made lipstick. There was, oh gosh, if I could remember the names. If my phone was working, I could have showed you the pictures and all because I wanted to try them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. She made uh, a hot red um, one. There was a, like, a magenta uh-huh. colored one, a blue. And I, those are the three? Why do I feel like I'm missing one? And a pink, and a pink. like mm-hmm. a pink, a hot pink, I think. Right, it was a three? Probably, but um, she used non-toxic Crayola um, to make and you know add in her oils, uh, uh, mm-hmm, of course, and so that could spread. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, to make lipstick. lipstick, and uh, this is an actual business idea that this child in grade five has. What? She already has her business. Divine's Cosmetics. <laughs> she already has her business. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, her mom was there. She came to the fair and was not. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so impressed. Uh-huh. And she said, you know, her mom is telling me that, you know, um, she makes... Um, Nails for like um you know the acrylic nails yeah, the acrylics. that uh-huh. people make uh-huh. and what's not like she decided that um she could make them out of straws straws right she told she said her mother said that she told her that mommy I want I wanted um you know acrylics on my nails and she said she beg a beggar for it and she allowed her to do it uh-huh. and what's not. And having them on her nails, and was she decided she thinks she could make these nails out of straws, and she literally sat down and cut them out what? in the the different shapes: the stiletto nails, the ovals, the you know the coffin shaped nails, and whatever. And she literally sat down and made a full set of the nails for her to wear after she took off the actual acrylics. What? So, yeah, acrylic nails, um, lipsticks, and all these things. And she and her mother is just like really encouraging, encouraging her, which is important. Yes, as parents, those are the things you find out that you you find out that your child loves to sing. Oh my gosh! Push them, push them, mm-hmm. get them, let them sing in church. Let them sing anywhere. Let them let sing. sing. Let Any them sing. Let and them sing. everywhere, because that's the law. Like, let them sing. If if you if it's possible for you to get a karaoke mic, get yeah, a karaoke, karaoke mic. mic. And what's not, utilize YouTube. Let them sing. And much. that's the next thing. Yeah. Utilizing YouTube. Yeah. You know, you know, a lot of people only know YouTube to play music videos. Yeah. No, YouTube. YouTube is a resource. I started my business from YouTube. Like literally did not know what the world I was doing. Went mm. on YouTube and found out yeah. the university of YouTube. YouTube, yes. You could learn you could learn to be an engineer, a midwife. 
You could learn to be an engineer. You could learn to be a midwife. You could learn to create nails out of straw. You could learn irrigation, yes. farming practices. There are apps for everything. everything. And, and people she, share this knowledge yes. for free. And she got the idea from YouTube making lipstick. And she go through. She went through. And um, because you know her teacher helped us, you know, set up the the display mm-hmm. and you know the whole procedure of process, what went into uh, making you know the whole process and everything and she highlighted the fact that it's non-toxic um crayon and whatever and stuff like that you know they're non-toxic because when your children are playing with them you know and they bite them and what's that it's not going to make them yeah, sick exactly. because that's what children do exactly <laughs> when exactly they put things in their mouth it's non-toxic it's, not, it's non-toxic and whatever and when i tell you like the red lipstick had such amazing pigment <laughs> Such amazing pigment, right? And when she's telling me, like, you know, and I'm asking, and she is the only one standing up by her display because it's that's That's her her business. Business. Wow. And I'm asking, well, why, why, how did you become like interested in this and stuff? And she's like, you know, I've always liked um, beauty, like the, Mm -hmm. you know, the The cosmetic beautifying, Mm -hmm. and um. You know cosmetics and the different types of lipsticks uh-huh. and what's not and so and she's like you know it would be cool to learn how to make them mm-hmm. and she has decided that she wants to go into business for herself that uh-huh. she wants to do business she wants and to go into business for herself five. and this is divine's cosmetics grade five so if we're killing children's creativity uh-huh. how are they going to have the tools to manage this new this age new of um technology how how are we going to adapt yeah we definitely can do it with the current system definitely i'm telling you Taya. And, see, and i'm telling you what um something you know me and my you know um teacher friends and what's and talk about the fact that we feel that a lot of the time that our children are being stifled. Yeah. You know, our children are being stifled. As it stands, their um, timetables are so tightly packed uh-huh. with academic, like, you know, academia. Mm-hmm. Academics, scholar. you know. Scholarly you know. things. Do maths, do English, do... Yes. Yeah. Like, there is um, a language block for <laughs> sessions. So you teach uh-huh. all the different things for language, you know, in that in block. that first session. Mm-hmm. And, also, and I, you know what? I understand that um, the Ministry of Education they're trying to like figure out like what is what's the issue? What is it that our children are not doing well? Like ch- the children do poorly in language arts every year. They do. I didn't know that. Yeah. They they worse grades. But then in this and age, when we're are. reading everything, you have to read. Because doesn't the thing matter. is, like, just because you could call, yeah, just true. Just because you could call doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you, you could compose, yeah, a narrative. And um, are you um, do you have all the parts of your story of a narrative, a narrative yeah. your introduction, your rising action, mm-hmm. you know, climax, yeah, final action, act structure, you mm-hmm. know, if yeah. you're working for is movies, it properly structured? It's true. Firstly. Mm-hmm. Um, are you using um, punctuation marks and, and are you and are you using them properly? Proper grammar. Like, uh, is there proper grammar? Like, I kid you not. Um, sometimes you would read something and, like. Is this true? one one full stop? <laughs> is this lo- I don't think, uh, 
One full circle. So then you understand that yes. You know, they're trying to figure out Bye, what can we do to, like, help Bye, our children. Yeah. And, you know, and they're coming up with ideas and what's that. Maybe if we, we have, you know, the language block and those kind of things and what's not. But personally, I don't think that we will have changes until the curriculum is balanced. Mm-hmm. You need a liberal arts. If you have liberal arts, our children would become better writers. They would become better writers. You, when I was, um, when I taught, because I was, I taught English and communication studies. Mm-hmm. When I was at Sandy Point High, was still Sandy Point High. Yes, it probably was. Yes. Um, <laughs> when was. my there was a teacher there, um, she is an amazing illustrator. She never um, did art uh-huh. or anything like that. She she could draw. She's an she's an illustrator. She is multi talented, mm-hmm. like an artist through and through. Mm-hmm. Singer, dancer, okay. like illustrator, wow. like mm-hmm. like she's amazing. And in her she in her um no um art pad mm-hmm. she had she did like these um comics she did like a comic, a comic strip, strip. Uh-huh. it was on one page and you know she she did a comic strip mm-hmm. and she's like you know complete I'm, with the bubbles yeah and the with text. the bubbles and text mm-hmm. and everything and she's like yeah you know i'm you know i'm doing something new i'm trying something new i was at and so and she photocopied it uh-huh. her comics she was doing the story she photocopied her comic strip, strip and she white out the words and she cut them up. Uh-huh. And she took it on her class to get them to cut, gave them a topic uh-huh. for them to construct um, their story, uh-huh. to put their story together. And it worked. I was like, oh my gosh, that, that's a such, that a is an amazing idea. idea. Uh, uh. Like, can I like get, um, get it so I could copy it and what's that? Mm. And I went up and we did it. We did it. Um, you, you put them in groups. I put mm-hmm. them in groups. And, they and I gave the them like, because it's like a puzzle uh-huh. that course. they have to put together. Uh-huh. And it has to make sense. And it has to make sense. Uh-huh. You must have the structure, you know, your introduction, what is the action, all mm-hmm. those things, mm-hmm. right down to your, you know, your conclusion. conclusion. You must have that. But this is your topic, and you first arrange, arrange um, the comics, mm-hmm. the puzzle, in the way in which you think your story is going, going to, to happen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Arrange so it first. first visually. Yes, uh-huh. first visually. Uh-huh. Yes, you arrange it. And then you come up with the written story. They did it as a group. And no two group had the same story. Amazing. And Amazing. they were able to come up Amazing. with a story. We cannot stifle creativity. We cannot stifle creativity. Here is that a teacher thought of something out of, of the, box. the box. And it is amazing. And it, it was an it, amazing it idea. It, it worked. Right? And I was like, oh my gosh. And it it reminds you, we have different type of learners. Yes, true. Children need something to be practical. Mm-hmm. Whether even they need something to be practical when they could see it. Mm-hmm. They are better able to imagine, to imagine it. it. Yeah. 
you it's know true. it's true and and like really compose um a story yeah you would have the the spelling stuff and uh-huh. the you know maybe some grammar and must certain and but yeah. at least their minds are going into yes. a constructive narrative where yeah. it, it, it has purpose to it no if you versus had them a, just writing no if you had liberal arts mm. if you had a liberal arts and there is um theater and uh, you you all are looking at Othello or uh-huh. whatever. I must not. The next time they had to write a story and let's say they, oh, I remember that we did this in um in um the story was like this in Othello uh-huh. and whatever, whatever. I could write something similar to this. Uh-huh. Something like yes. all of these different things, these components that could move yes. around in the mind and you know I improve always on. I always tell I always used to tell students like, I mean you watch movies before I was a movie. It was written. Hey, it was a script. There's different. There's a difference, you know, yeah. because watching a movie is a very passive experience. If I have to read something, I have to yes. engage. And this is the this is the next difference. The kids this day, the kids in our day, they're very visual mm-hmm. and audio. That's the audio centric. Everything is given to them. Yeah. So it's like I don't have to come up with the narrative. I don't have to fill in the blank spaces. Yeah. I am giving all the information I need. Mm-hmm. If I go to watch a movie, for example, I'm giving all the information. You could pull it to you, not all. You could put and you could pull it up if yes, it makes yes. you more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> if you are lean back, you can lean back and just bring it forward. <laughs> but yeah, what I'm saying is they're very they're very they're, everything is given to them. Yeah. Even in the games, they don't have to use any imagination. When we were growing up, if we were reading a narrative, everything you had, had to, to be generated. Exactly. Everything had to be arranged in your brain. Mm-hmm. So you could imagine the power of that. Yeah. Reading has a power to it. Yeah. Your imagination gets a workout with reading. Exactly. But these children are getting their workout. Exactly, and that is why it's so difficult. Difficult for them to, to, to create a narrative mm. in their head is like, I don't normally do this. And, and to this be and and to be analytical. Yes, it's different because everything is given to them. Everything is chopped up in small little chunks mm-hmm. and then just, hey, you eat this. That is why you consume this. I I I think it's still this way. We are in high schools and if first farm, second farm, they're doing communication studies. It's like a, a, a amalgamation. Amalgamation. Mm-hmm. Of um English, English and literature. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even when I taught it, I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't do literature justice at all. Because literature is deep. Yes. <laughs> and what happened themes. is that whenever children leave second farm, they're going into third farm and now they have to choose their subjects. If they choose literature, they are so completely overwhelmed. Mm. Because the way in which um, it was tackled in first and second part. Didn't even scratch the surface. Even, mm-hmm. And now you are called to be like analytical and everything, and you didn't have a foundation. No, you didn't, right? So mm-hmm. you're just thrown in the thick of things, and a lot of them don't do well with, with it, uh-huh. right? So um, <laughs> I because I think that they should have uh, kept it um, separate. Yes, I think because so. when liter- we were doing yeah, it, it was separate. It was separate. Mm-hmm. Literature teach- teaches you to be analytical. Mm-hmm. It teaches you to read be but analytical. see between see purpose when i went to cfbc mm-hmm. in order to do statistics the prerequisite from high school was literature really yes in order to do statistics mm-hmm. and math science it's an analytical oh yeah um an analytical platform yes um mm-hmm. um thing yeah mm-hmm. an analytical subject english b literature <laughs> i can never forget Yes. wow but you know you know something that's funny in today's world um again because we're growing less and less dependent on the 
physical jobs, like mm-hmm. the jobs of people. Hey, I'm telling you, you know, people are not really ready. Yeah. Like even construction yeah. is going to be very automated. Yeah. Yes, there will probably be a guy still driving a crane, but in terms of like the whole, because we have a laborer system mm-hmm. in St. Kitts, we are, you know, you have guys who are the, are the grunt of it. Yes. They bring the, they bring the, 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 um, the concrete, they pour the concrete, they lift the heavy stuff, they put the timber where it needs to be. And mm. these guys are like the center of it. You need laborers here in St. Yeah. Kitts, you need it. But eventually, that whole thing is going to be automated, right? It, mm. You're going to have a little crane in the middle and it's going to do all oh, of that. It, yeah. It's going to push the, the, wherever it needs to go, it's going to set up the scaffold, everything. But anyway, beside that point, what I'm saying is, in today's world, the most important thing that you need to succeed especially when it comes to succeeding in a business world is communication Mm -hmm. you need to master communication Communication, yes i am telling you this for a fact the person who gets the big jobs the person who gets the biggest jobs in any field is the person who communicate best with the client the potential client that is true it does not matter how it's, good you are it's just um you know what we were talking about when i said that you know my brother said that, you know at the bank you know people have the when the clients come in they have the people who they want they to prefer. do you know business uh, with they, who they prefer they feel like you know you're personable they can have a conversation exactly, with you and that's important yes. to them and it's um, important there's this um lady i'm subscribed to on youtube patricia bright yeah i think that's her name mm. and she i remember in one of her older videos she said that she was made redundant from her first job uh-huh. right uh-huh. she was fired and she's like and it's because i said nothing you she's said like i was a mute nothing? really she said she was a mute they would be around um the you know the the conference table and everything and what's not and, and she, everybody are lobbying like different ideas and what's not and, and she, she literally sat there silent silent she did not know necessarily how to communicate with people she didn't know how to use her voice mm-hmm. and what's not and she was literally a mute she said i just did my job and she's like and all that she did she did well yes all but that she did she did well but she couldn't had connect no like um connection yeah with connection people. with she's Nobody. like she, she didn't work well with the team she just didn't gel Nobody because she didn't that. know she was she just didn't know how to connect with people mm-hmm. to communicate and was not so therefore they let her go yeah she was fired it's true and so she's that, like that. she literally because i think she was doing a, um like a q a and uh-huh. was like you know you're so confident like how did you learn to be confident and she's like like i was not this confident she's like time. you know it's easy like you know you're in your house and mm-hmm. you you know it's just you and you're talking to whatever but you know then she's like but then you start getting you're contacted by different businesses and what's not and they want you to work with them and they want you to be the face of this and on and she literally had to learn she's like it was a learning process she had to learn to be confident, confident had to learn to be like you know use her voice expressive and yeah and skillful because yes. or 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 people people think oration is easy oration takes practice yes oration takes practice it takes practice it takes and you you have to be dedicated to it mm-hmm. these children 
that we are raising have zero yeah. oratory communication connection skills. They will, and the thing is, what we try to do a lot, and this is something that is a horrible time. Mm-hmm. What we do a lot is we send children away and we say, okay, look, go and study. Mm. Um, go and get a degree and come back and get a good job. Yeah. They come back, they come back with skills and they, uh, they come back with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes more so than skill, but they yeah. come back with knowledge. They can't gel well because they've been in a, a boca because they've never really yeah. socialized per se. Mm-hmm. They come back and they're, they're not part of the group. And anybody that is not part of the team yes. is, is, is a cancer to the team. Exactly. It's like, we don't really like you. We would work better without, without you. you. Yes. Because we could find somebody. It's like the other day I was talking to me, my business partner and she said, she said, um, you know, because we had to eventually let go somebody which was sad. It was terrible. Firing people is the worst thing in the entire world are just not utilizing somebody's skill set yeah and we had to do it because the person is not because the person wasn't a good worker they were excellent they yeah. were very good at the job but it's just their communication skills were so horrible it made it difficult for the group to function mm-hmm. and when you have to like meet somebody like that and you're talking to them and yeah. they themselves they can't even respond to you in a way that is like to defend their own case yes they're like oh, okay well i guess like that's that's how it was. That's how it yeah. was. Like, oh, oh, okay, fine. I'm like, you have nothing to say. No. It's like, okay, well, you know, have a, have a nice life. That is a bad scenario. You yes. have to get good at communication. But the, the thing is that you need to understand that we live in a society where it's like children and to be seen and not heard. Oh boy, that's horrible. That, but that's the reality. It is. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Oh, um, foreign kids you are know, the opposite. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, whenever you say, as if, and it makes it hard for children to express their feelings. It does. Right? You, you, you do, they don't want to, and then, then that's when you get, like, bad behavior. And what's that? Because uh-huh. then they have all these things, you know, just pent up and they need to get rid of it mm-hmm. it must happen and that's what people don't understand what must happen it must happen whenever you have all these feelings blocked up uh-huh. there is going to come a point where it's going to have to come out oh, man. and it's not always in a nice way and sometimes it's most times not in a yes. nice way, most times a nice way. Um, yes and frustration it's a block because it's frust- yes, yes it's frustration, frustration. it must happen it will happen that's dangerous right and so so that is the reason why we need we need to foster that voice help children to be confident you need to foster that voice and you say oh whatever you have as children like you you meet people or you have you whether it's through your parents or adults you go somewhere and what's that and you know it's very hard a lot of times for children to say i don't like that person really i don't for a lot of children it is hard for them to say i don't like that person because if you were to say i don't like that person you're met with um like yeah like okay no you need to be nice mm-hmm. and what's that and what's that as opposed to asking well why, why don't you, don't you like yeah, um, this person we don't ever you, ask kids yeah why. we don't exactly ask. they have thoughts they have thoughts they have their feelings, right? And especially when they're quiet, and you're not in children, they're going to cry. My goddaughter, when, her, when she's crying and she's going, and she's like, mommy, and go, her, mother, her parents are like, use your words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk. What's, talk to me. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? 
use your words. Oh, what's uh, you know man. what's wrong with you? And then you know she would say she would whatever, whatever, it. whatever. And some you know like but use your words like even when we people would whenever there's an expressive child, mm-hmm. people perceive it as being rude. Mm-hmm. There's a especially difference. in our culture. Yes, yes. yeah, they do. There's a difference. You want you would need children to talk to say how they feel the, that is how you develop their voice that is how you foster confidence in a child develop when you let voice. a child know that i am going to listen to you mm-hmm. then they feel confident you you foster confidence that they can say what they, i can say it because i know that mommy daddy whoever are going to listen to me man this is it, it this is so this is so this is so impactful on so many levels so many levels because a lot of people they go through and they follow along things mm. and they don't say anything they don't like it yeah, they never did exactly but they don't say anything yeah like i mean we're gonna have a show very based, passive very passive and and that's that's the culture that we have it's this this culture of the majority of you we don't want to hear what you have to say and mm-hmm. i think that's why we sometimes sneak off on the corner we have these backdoor conversations yes versus having a conversation that could be heard yes because it spills over into your workplace it's, it spills over everywhere yes. even in your relationship even in your relationship and it's amazing yes. how much and, and i'm gonna say it young ladies and young gentlemen young men mm-hmm. who are going through in relationships and never speak about, about the way they feel yeah never say how never. they feel never say it. have you seen acrimony i haven't seen it i haven't seen it i i, I think i chose another i think i chose ready player one instead oh. because um uh-huh. there are so many conversations to be had oh it's as good? it relates to um acrimony right and that is one of the conversations we are we don't speak up yeah. We don't speak up for ourselves. And what's not and then it harbors resentment. Resentment, yes. And resentment is not useful. Mm. That's the way you said it harbors resentment. It harbors resentment. And you're not speaking up because you don't know how to. Yeah. You don't know how to. And then there are those people who are going to and a lot of times the other person, you know, it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know because they didn't tell them. They didn't tell them anything, yeah. Right? So they get caught blind. Yeah, because we, a lot of times we are not, first of all, one of the things, yes, we are not psychics, Mm -hmm. but also, like, a lot of us are not that emotionally intelligent. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's true, it's true, it's true. We are not very intuitive. You know, we are not that emotionally intelligent where you see where you something is happening and you're seeing the person and it doesn't click to you. Um, uh, the person's not necessarily comfortable with this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't. It doesn't click to you mm-hmm. that um thing. I mean, and that is the pro- that is why we need to become emotionally intelligent because yes, you're not going to be able to read people's minds, but you are supposed to be able to pick up on people's energy. Energies, it's true, it's true. You're supposed to be able to pick up on people's energies and know that, uh, like, you know, that person really not. Yeah, they're, know, not, like, they're not into it. They're not vibing into this that. at all. Yeah, yeah like, they're not, they're, not, you know, they're not vibing with me. Yeah. I was not, and you know, maybe I, I shouldn't do this. Man, it's yo, it it's crazy because emotional intelligence. You know, like sometimes a man would say, um, but she didn't really say no, or she didn't say anything. But like, but like, I know, I know, I know. And then the thing is, the thing is, we have a show that's gonna come up and talk about rape culture. And I think I'm gonna have to talk about it with multiple people. people yes, because I think there's a lot of viewpoints when it comes to rape culture. A lot of us men, 
are horrible when it comes and i'm going to relate about a lot of us men are horrible when it comes to emotional intelligence we have little to no emotional intelligence a woman would like literally like freeze in front of us yeah right and we're like but she didn't say no but this young lady froze man yeah like she didn't respond how (laughs) could you take that as yes there's no way there's no way and you know the other day i was looking at this um they they were breaking it down they're breaking Mm -hmm. down um, not vilifying men mm-hmm. but basically breaking on rape culture and yeah. why it, it's so systematic and yeah. why it's so horrible because they were, what, what the lady was saying is that people say you either fight or flight so, but yeah. there's, that's, that's not always that is it. not true it, there's, there's fight there's flight there's freeze yes. there's friend there's yeah. friend a woman could be so scared yes. right that she tries to be nice, nice to, to you, you. oh I'm telling you again. That is true. It is. It is true. But the thing is, again, because men. Because in her mind, she's like, if I get you to like even laugh or think, it, it could break. Maybe yeah. it could break the tension. Maybe yes. it could break it, you. You will. Maybe it could break your desire a little yes. bit. Yes. And maybe it's gonna be enough for me to escape. Yes. That is true. But men you, don't it, take this thing down. Fight, <laughs> fight or flight is not true. You freeze and all those things. and. And literally, and people think, right? And it's kind of off topic. It is, it but, is. But um, people think that um, because, guys, and I say people, because women and men, mm-hmm. not just men, not just think men. that just because the person didn't physically, like, force their, themselves mm-hmm. on you, that it was not forced. It's true. That it was not force, but it it could be very forced. right. It could like, be manipulated w- to the point like that. you could literally think that if I do not have sex with this person, like I'm not going to get out of here alive, or I might not get. We need to get because sometimes it's career driven as well, and yes. some people think that 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 is selfish. No, no. if I feel like not giving in to this is going to destroy my career mm-hmm. then i am being forced this is rape for me and it, you know it's one <laughs> thing it's one thing to say it's one thing to say oh well um you didn't have to think you could have chosen not to work the end was not which is true right but that is somebody who has options exactly that is uh, somebody who has aware? options who are aware of the options that they, they have, have options who are aware that they have agency mm-hmm. right and uh, but what about the person let's say who work in in the fast food industry industry yeah. who that's the only way that she or he mm-hmm. because, because men, men do, yeah they do experience are rape. assaulted sexually assaulted and raped right um if i do not do this if i am to be fired today i will self-destruct yeah my whole life will be destroyed i have children exactly i have children and what's not and so like literally they live from day to day to day you know like day to day and they need it and that's it. that person who do not have the luxury of options like mm-hmm. different options and what's not they are bi- you know the person know that the person who is trying to force you to to, to engage in like sexual activity for their pleasure for their mm-hmm. pleasure you know they know that they know they, they, know know they have your that you, yes yeah. they know that they, this person don't necessarily have options so therefore then they do it 
Exactly. And not just that, but even when we t- when we talk about how people are taught, when you th- when when women are taught that you are to be nice, mm-hmm. all sweet and light, right? Cultural. You are to, you are to be um, nice. You are to act a certain way and those type of things. Respect men. You know, you're yes. to respect Do men you know? and, and you are authority. To, and yes, and what's not, but um submission does not mean that somebody is superior and that's what we haven't learned yet that's what a lot of people haven't learned but the thing is that you know that there are a lot of women who have uh, end up having sex with a guy even if he was her boyfriend or whatever just because they were trying to be nice but we need to explore this topic way deeper than (laughs) than teachers and I know this is an ad hoc part of the conversation but Taya we need just there's to be a nice. show because there's a there's a con- there's a cultural element on the opposite side too. There are some men who, who feel are taught that, yeah. that women are there for, for their, their sexual pleasure. pleasure. That's it. That's all they're there for. Yeah. Make me a, you, you you heard of the make me a sandwich movement? No. Man, they're saying it a lot now, and it it irritates me to the core. Like there's a lot of social media um uh-huh. upheaval about like. Just shut up! I don't want to hear you, 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 what you think or what you feel. Go and make me a sandwich. Oh. It, it it has been prominent for mm. a while, for about maybe a couple mm. months now. I've seen it like we we surge mm. up a bunch of times, but that's just that's exactly what some men are taught to yeah. do. And the rape culture is not just some men are victims by making victims yeah and it's sad it's really sad but anyway we're gonna have that conversation yeah. at a different time so Taya, in wrapping up i mm-hmm. mean and, and i'll ask you the question um is our education system preparing our kids for the next 20 years the technological advancement the, technico- the technological advancement no i don't think so at all <laughs> i don't think so i think we have a lot of ways to go and I think with, um, you know, open communication, I think with, you know, being open and being receptive to different ideas, mm-hmm. we could get there. And uh, and we could get there in, you know, a timely, you a know, timely, a timely fashion, right? But I think everybody in all spheres of education, education right from the top down to um teachers and what's not we have to be open because um we don't like change that's that's one thing we don't like change right mm-hmm. change is not necessarily easy for people especially when you know i'm like i'm accustomed to doing this and what's not change is not easy so we also have to be open to change, to change. Mm-hmm. and i think with that we could be but for now we're not no we're not i agree i agree 150 percent, 155 percent. i think i like 155 <laughs> percent. all right Thank, thank you so much i mean my thoughts are the same they're synonymous with yours mm-hmm. i do feel like um i mean even the integration of technology we're not doing we're not doing enough and mm-hmm. i know this is going to take some considerable investment from the head and yes. the head and down but it needs to be made children mm-hmm. we, our children need to be ready yes. for what is to come because a lot of the jobs that we are preparing them for again in the next 10 20 years they're not going to exactly. exist they're, and we're going to see this in our lifetime and that's yes. what's the most scary thing it's true it's not like oh well the people who are alive now are not going to see it exactly our lifetime we 
are going to have to even not just our children, but we are going to have to adjust in order to be able to fit into to the world ecosystem. of you know work yeah. and everything. We will. So we, we will. definitely. Need I mean, to we didn't get even children, touch. Yeah. We didn't even touch on um, universal global income, um, which is a lot of the tech giants because you do know like the more they advance, the more mm-hmm. they innovate, the less human labor they need. Yeah. Right. And they're saying that at one point we're going to reach a point where a lot of these jobs are not going to exist yeah. we're going to have to come up with a universal basic it's, income yeah. so that people could get money to survive otherwise yeah. we'll have mass extinction exactly no i mean if you want to be a um, conspiracy theorist you could say that that's what they want what? but I, i'm not gonna go that way <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna say it's something that maybe does need some exploration yeah. and it probably is a conversation for another time because that is a, that's another complete can of worms mm-hmm. but i think it's just something that we need to at least be aware of, of when we're discussing education and what yeah. we are, our children will fit into this new world true right well we've been talking to Taya, and Taya, we have this little fun segment at the end ah. <laughs> that's gonna make you think in the most objective way possible we find it to be a little fun exercise yes it is and we're doing it on the spot mm. so you won't have a chance to run away and do any um um what i call that like research and so you can <laughs> you're not gonna be able to google this all right okay so we have to do three we have to make three statements that we mm. know for sure are incorrect that we know for sure are, are incorrect. incorrect yes like we know without a shadow of a doubt anything just anything. it could be anything it could okay. be anything all right as long so like as a circle is not a square yes something like that <laughs> but we want to tease your brain if you come up with something a little bit more complex that'd uh, be great but yes you could say i don't that. know you go first okay i'm gonna go first um clorox is more healthy than orange juice that's a good one <laughs> once it's consumed clorox is more healthy than orange juice that's my first one and i know for sure i don't know is it incorrect or do you drink clorox as, as an alternative yeah let's just move on um okay let's say flies are the best creatures created by god i think they are Okay, maybe not. I don't actually think that flies are the best creatures mm. created by God. But I could think of worse creatures. I don't know. I could think of centipedes. I don't know. But I think said best. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, they're not the best. They're no, not the best. No, they're not the best. But they do have a purpose. They have a purpose, but they're not the best. They're not the best. I tell you, if somebody um, call you a fly, like, that's the biggest insult. I ever. thought dirty foot was worse. When you, when you think about what flies do. They spit on their food and then eat it. Or they spit on your food and then and eat they it. they eat anything. Any waste. Any waste. So go ahead. All right, my turn. Um, what can I say? And this makes me think too because I don't come prepared and I should come prepared. Um, <laughs> no. If we are not coming prepared, you can't come prepared. Yeah, but I, I designed the show, so I get ahead of. Okay. Water is not wet at the equator. <laughs> it, but is water wet? Is water wet? I, by all intents and purposes, <laughs> I think that water could be wet. I think water is wet. The definition of wet has to do with liquid. Okay. If you look at an eclipse without um, proper eyewear, you will you will have twenty twenty vision. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they'd really like? I think they're just trying to sell glasses. <laughs> you know how much the glasses were this last eclipse no how much like 50 us dollars Stop playing. yes 50 us dollars could i share in a secret the in the us could i share a secret what? i went out and i looked at it without the glasses 
it wasn't that like it wasn't what like, did you see you didn't really see anything no, it wasn't much of anything but i know in the u.s like my brother said that there were 50 u.s 50 u.s dollars what a money making scheme i said well how they look like is it the paper things that you put on? Or were they like the, the plastic ones? I yeah. think the Google was selling some plastic ones. Google was selling some plastic ones. But plastic ones, what are you gonna do with it after spending fifty? Uh, I think you should like it, if you're spending fifty US on that, you should put it in a frame and <laughs> I say guess. I saw the eclipse. I saw the eclipse. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I think you should. Have. All right. So my last one, my last one, my last one. Um, I don't know why all my stuff have to do with food. Yeah, yeah, you're like you're a foodie. I, I am a foodie. I'm a foodie. Even though right too. now I'm kind of on a raw food slash veggie vegan thing, right? So you could like food and eat all that. That's true, <laughs> but I don't think I'm really exploring the full potential <laughs> of the food. I I am about to start like the alkaline diet. The alkaline. Yeah. Oh, so no yeah. oranges for you. The and doctor. That? Um, the doctor say be um, alkaline diet. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, we're going to have to bring you on two more shows. We have to bring you on the food show and see what Taya eats. And then we'll have to also bring you on the... the rape culture. Rape culture. That's going to be such an interesting show. Okay, yeah. my last one. Um, There was never a guy who ate a whole plane. Oh, <laughs> there was never a guy who ate a whole plane. That's incorrect. There was a guy, a gentleman, ate a whole plane. It took him years, but he did. Every single part what ate swallowed whatever got rid of he had a problem he could he could eat anything like he could swallow metal things and they would pass through him without hurting him but why would you want to do that Uh, i think he wanted to gain the guinness book of world records oh okay i think he did so it's incorrect there was one guy (laughs) um okay so it's my turn yes and your last turn and then we're done so, Tyre, hit us out. Carry us out with the last uh, incorrect let's statement. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. If you beat a child every day of his life, he will be the most well-behaved child ever. I think so. <laughs> Actually, definitely, that's, that's incorrect. Because we just talked about the, yes. the powers of... Definitely. Definitely incorrect. not. Definitely. All right, so, we've been talking to Tyre Rose. Tyre, thank you so much for being on this show. Thank you for um, inviting me. As a guidance counselor, I think you're much more. And I think you're a philosopher as well as a psychologist. I'm going to call you a psychologist because you are. You not did so- yet. Not okay, yet. Well, you're, you're studying for, you're <laughs> studying for that PhD you're going for, right? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm going to do, do a side A master's and my side Okay. Doctor wow. of psychology. You love you love that philosophy. You love the um you love you love that school, huh? Yeah, lo- <laughs> you I love, love learning. I, I love learning. Okay, so that's right. <laughs> so soon she will be a psychologist officially, but she's my psychologist. I think she's amazing. <laughs> she has very, very good thoughts and very, very philosophical thoughts. <laughs> I um, tried. And it was fun having her here. Right? I had so fun. I'm going to give her a round of applause. Woo! No, you can't clap yourself. <laughs> so that's just me. Guys, this is objectively incorrect. We, we teach you, we show you the alternative viewpoint. Um, and we really want to just, we really want to get you guys to think outside the box. We want to get you guys to converse and talk about things that you might not necessarily be talking about. Yeah. And peace, no gang signs. All right. All right.